everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 16. And today we're going to be talking about best table service restaurants at Disney. Such an expansive topic. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do you even start with something like that? Well, I know that you and I went back and forth on like, how do we even, how do, it's like a beast. It's like, how do we tame this beast of all the table service restaurants? So. Well, and it's interesting too, right? Because, you know, I, we've talked about before, we don't normally like compare notes and stuff like that, but we collaborated on this one. Yeah. Um, didn't and necessarily think- <laughs> see eye to eye on all of it. Now I think we know why we don't collaborate beforehand. <laughs> It, uh, but it's, I think it's cool, right? So, you know, we're going to go and we're just going to say, look, if you, if you're going to have a Disney experience and you're like, where do I, where should I eat? Like, that's the question people typically ask us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people know that, that we're such Disney fans. They're like, okay, we're going. So where should we eat at? Right. Well, and I will say we didn't just like give you a list of all the restaurants we've been to because there are some that we wouldn't recommend necessarily. Um, but I, I'm looking at this list right now and like, I'm a little hungry right now. And I'm thinking I would go eat at any of these places and, and I would feel comfortable recommending this to somebody else. So yeah, for sure. I think this will be good. I, um, I'm excited. I I think this is going to be a lot of fun. There are places here that we we've talked about before on previous episodes, right? And so maybe we won't, we won't go into as much depth because we've talked about them a lot, but Again, you know, the question comes up, well, where should we eat? And, you know, there's different types of places to eat. You've got quick service and then you've got table service. And so we're going to talk about table service. And why is this important for people? Because most of these places, you've got to have reservations in advance. Yeah, we have had success sometimes last minute getting some. But typically we found that if you get something last minute, there's a reason that it's still available. (laughs) Yeah. And and look, sometimes it's luck, right? Someone just canceled. And so there is a spot that opened. Yeah. Um, But that is luck because um, they do take a lot of of walk-up reservations day of now. And you basically get to put on the walk-up wait list. So if there is a spot that opens up online, yeah, sometimes maybe there's, it's just not one of the more popular places for whatever reason. But that's not true of all of these because there's a couple on here where you usually can get reservations and there's reasons for that. And it's not because it's not good. Right. So we'll talk about it. Well, I'll just say one more thing. Um, typically, so if we're going on like a four or five day trip, um, I would usually reserve one table service restaurant a day max. Like we're not doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's it. It takes away from time at the park and then it gets expensive. Um, so just in general, we typically will do one a day and sometimes not every day will we eat at a table service restaurant. Yeah, totally agree. Um, time is a premium commodity, I think, when you're on a on a Disney trip and table service can take a while. Um, sadly, we've had experiences with, with some places that took like a ridiculous amount of time, Yeah. <laughs> like for no reason, and I wouldn't go back to those places. And so they're not going to make the list and that's okay. Maybe they'll make another episode sometime. Well, yeah, I, I, we might hit to a, a worst of or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. Do you want to okay. do the first one? The first recommendation? Okay. Here's my number one recommendation. You've heard it before so many times, right? People say, where should I eat? And I always say, you got to go to Vianopoli. 
in Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you may not want to go to Viennapoli if you don't like Italian food or you don't like pizza, but I don't really know any people that are like that. And so <laughs> I say go to Viennapoli. And just those highlights, right? I love the ambiance. I think the food is outstanding. The pizza in particular is, is very good. But I love the ambiance. Um, that's my number one place to go to. If I have to go, if we have a trip and we're like, where do we have to go? For me, that's always a, I've, I've got to go there. We don't always do it, but that's yeah. that's my preference. So I would say for just, just a little bit about um, that restaurant, it's really loud there. So if you want yeah. a quiet meal, that's not a quiet meal. It's very echoey and tile and marble. And, and and it's a cool, like, for me, that's more of a, like, if you want to eat good food and you're good with pizza, you should eat there. So some of these yeah. will recommend more for food and some of them will, will recommend more for just other cool things. Although the I think the atmosphere outside walking up to Bianopoli is just so cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it is quintessential um, Italian city square, right? You know, we call it the piazza in Italian, but um, that's exactly what it looks like when you're walking up to it and you find it. And, and inside is great. I, I'm i super excited for when the Italians get to come back and work at Via Napoli again, because that added so much, at least to my experience, to be able to go and and speak with my people in our native language. Like, that is so cool. Um so I'm excited for that to come back, but it's just it's just neat. And when you look at those pizza ovens, I'll just never get over the fact that, you know, the three pizza ovens are named after the three big volcanoes of Italy. Right. Why don't you tell our listeners what your last name is? So our last name is Mackay, but that's only because when when my people came over here, a couple generations ago, they decided to change the pronunciation, but in Italian it would be uh, correctly pronounced Maki, and uh, we're from the the northern part of Italy, near Milan, and um, so, anyways. Yeah, I always tell people it's like macchiato. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> when right. people ask, yeah, <laughs> spelled the same way minus the auto. <laughs> yeah, but for those of you that know us, we go by Maci, so it's not as pretty sounding, but that's all good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to recommend the next one. And this one I have to talk about because I've been to, and I've talked about this a lot, so we won't talk too much in depth, but my pick is Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, it, it's a pretty cool, ex- this one is more experience than food. Um, although the food is not terrible. I wouldn't say it's maybe a seven out of 10. Um, it's not like the best, but it's certainly not the worst thing I've ever had. Um, and it's, you know, you can, it's, it's like a steak and a salad and a couple sides and, and desserts. Like it's kind of a prefix thing. Um, and then it's, it's a lot cheaper for kids for them to order, but it's the same type of idea that it's kind of prefixed. It's just so cool in there. I mean, Randy's probably so tired of me talking about it, but it's so, it's, it's, I've never eaten there. I've never so been, you, in, I've not, I've never done it. So yeah, one if day. you've ever, if you've ever walked on the backside of the castle, so back in fantasy land and you look up like the second floor, there's a bunch of windows and stuff. And so that's where the restaurant is. So you get to go in the castle. You, you can't go in the castle unless you have a reservation. So you get to go in the castle, you get to hang out downstairs and you go to go upstairs in the spiral staircase 
and eat at the restaurant. And I just think I, if someone were to ask me where, where should I go eat? I would say, if you can make it happen, go to Cinderella's Royal Table. They do do breakfast too. So that's yeah. an option. Um, it is pricey, but you know, it's pretty cool that you get to see Cinderella and have some good food. Yeah. I, I would like to do it one day, right? Look, why have I never done it? Cause we don't have any daughters. And so that's a trip you've done when you've gone out with, with your girlfriends and on those kinds of trips, right? Um, maybe our sons wouldn't have appreciated as much. Maybe they would. I don't know. One day we'll have to think about having a bigger experience with the rest of us. Well, I will say that there is, um, I will just describe one of the dishes and it's the dessert and it's the clock strikes 12. This is a pretty famous dessert that they have there. It's a dark chocolate mousse with a caramel and a crunchy praline center served with chocolate sauce and hazelnut gelato. I mean, come on. (laughs) What, what could be wrong about that? Mm, That sounds pretty good. (laughs) That does sound pretty good. Maybe granddaughters one day, dear, then we can, then you can experience the clock strikes 12 cake. I don't want to wait that long. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to go sooner. Okay. All right. Well, next up on the list, um, this is another one that I've mentioned before. I don't know that we've talked about it in super great detail, right? But this actually is at Disney Springs. And um, for me, there's a bunch of reasons for it, but it's Morimoto Asia, right? Mm. Um, If you don't know who Masaharu Morimoto is, he is one of the original Iron Chefs. Um, and he actually was the star of Food Network's Iron Chef, right? So he was the guy that you would see kind of leading it. But, you know, Iron Chef started as a as a game show in Japan, basically. And he won early on when he was very young and very successful. I didn't know this about him. He actually started out as a really good baseball player. Really? And then, yeah, in his 20s, um, you know, got really, really good at making really good sushi. And from there led to basically a restaurant empire. But um, I love Morimoto in uh, Disney Springs. Beautiful. I mean, the, it is, the I whole mean, that is restaurant one the, is beautiful. Yeah, it is gorgeous, right? You've got kind of this chic, modern sort of vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of natural things. Like I love how all the tables have these these great, beautiful wood grains and tones to them and stuff like that. And then there's the light fixtures, the lighting with, you know, they've got these kind of cool sculptures made out of bottles almost around the bar area. It's really cool. And when people say, okay, so what would you recommend there, right? My recommendation actually is something that's a, that you will get lucky if you can get because because actually the quantity is limited, but it's the Peking yeah. duck. And yeah. so um, that's why we went there one day. We were walking around Disney Springs and I'm like, I saw the ducks hanging and I said, oh, wouldn't that be so cool if we could get in and get there? We didn't have a reservation. Yeah. but I think it was like 11 in the morning too. So that's was. probably why they didn't run out it of was. food. Yeah. And so we were early and we got there. We got in there for lunch, but uh, it was absolutely delicious. The restaurant. So describe was it like you put them in these little pancakes. Yeah. Peking duck, right, is, is a duck that I mean, I don't know exactly how they prepare it, but I know it takes days right to prepare. They have to kind of um, I don't know what they do, marinate it or roast or something. And then they hang it out to semi dry or something like that. But when the duck is served, um, I've seen it served a couple of different ways. When I've been in Asia, sometimes they'll bring you the whole duck with 
with the head on. Remember Christmas story at the very end? He's like, it's smiling. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> what it looked like. Um, normally, though, like in an American restaurant, like you, you, they won't serve it with the head a lot of times. But um, they bring you the duck and it's kind of there. And there's a couple of different sauces or glazes you can do. And they serve it with what kind of almost looks like a really flat pancake, almost like a crepe. And you kind of just fill it with some rice and some duck and some sauce and you eat it. And oh my gosh, it is so good. Well, and that was also one of those things that you had talked up for so long that I was like, okay, we'll see. Fine, and then we'll eat the duck. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I should, I should be more open to the fact that he does have some amazing food picks. So thank you for introducing me to Peking duck. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Check out Morimoto. Again, that's another one that's on the pricey side, um, but uh, I think it's well worth it at least once. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so um, my next pick, again, is a place that Randy hasn't gone to, but I would definitely recommend. It is in Wilderness Lodge. So it's in one of the hotel lobbies and it's called Whispering Canyon Cafe. And it is just, and it's, I mean, the lo- the lobby is worth a trip itself to go to the Wilderness Lodge and just, just walk around. That whole resort is amazing. And you can do that. Like, you don't have to stay there to be able to do that. Um, but when you're there, I would recommend eating at the Whispering Canyon Cafe. It's right off the lobby, so the, the, the atmosphere is cool. But then, really, one of the big things, but the food is also good. So, like, this is, like five stars in all the categories in my mind. The food is really good, but the um, the service is almost, it's a mixture of entertainment and service. So the, the waiters are trained to um, kind of um, play around with you. <laughs> so like one time, if you say, can I get just a little bit of water? What they'll do is they'll come out with like a tiny kid size cup of water and give it to you. <laughs> Or um, like my friend, she dropped her knife on the ground and she's like, can I get a knife? And so a few minutes later, the waiter comes out and there's a knife that's as big as like my two arms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and then like one other thing I remember them doing is like when they um, they come out with the drinks at the beginning, they just um, throw the straws on the table and they're like, what do you want? <laughs> like, anyway, <laughs> So I guess if you go, you have to make sure that the people that you're with can have a sense of humor. Otherwise it might be lost on them or they might be offended maybe a little bit. So go in with that mindset, but okay, let's get to the important part is the food. So the foods are, there are things that you can order all the cart, but they also have what they call all you care to enjoy signature skillets. So like Randy and I, we've been to Ohana before, and that's the same um, same type of service there. They they just bring a big skillet kind of the family table. style. Yeah, family style. And you can it used to be you know when we were in the eighties, it was all you could eat. But now it's they've changed that to all you care to enjoy. But listen to this. This is the skillet I would recommend, and it used to be available at lunch and dinner. Now it's just a dinner, and it's called the traditional. So it's got oak, smor- oak ugh, smoked, mustard, barbecued, beef brisket, basically brisket, y'all. And I'm a Texan, and this brisket I enjoy. <laughs> then the next one is um, pork ribs with a maple chipotle sauce. Small, oh my gosh, y'all. Slow smoked pulled pork. Amazing. I think that is my favorite of all of them. And then there's um, citrus herb chicken 
Okay, and then the last meat is Western-style sausage. This is crazy. This is a lot. But these sides are also really good. Um, smashed potatoes, buttered corn, and sautéed green beans. So good. Amazing. So the one thing to know about that if you order it at Whispering um, Canyon Cafe is that you pay per person. So like if... Like I've gone with friends and like three of us decided to eat the skillet and other people got burgers or other things. And so each of us paid our own amount. So for dinner time, it's a little pricey. It's $36. But when you think about the fact that you're getting all of that um, protein and those sides, Disney standards, it's actually a pretty good pricing. (laughs) So I would recommend it. Definitely. I could eat that right now. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I'd, be, I'd be interested in the atmosphere um, that I, I want to see this knife. You want to see that? You, you're not interested in the meats that much, huh? Yeah. You know, look, yeah, I love meat. I think that's great. But uh, I want to see this, this big knife. Look, if you want to have fun, <laughs> our next pick, I think, goes along with that, right? And we've talked about this one before, too, but it's the Skipper Canteen over in Adventureland. At Magic Even, Kingdom. Even at the Magic Kingdom, even the even the menu is fun. Okay, like just the things they call it. And I I almost can't do it justice, like kind of reading some of them to you because you got to actually physically read it to kind of get it right. But like one of them on here is called "Tastes Like Chicken" because it is <laughs> right. Like it, it's it's. I just I love dad jokes. I think it's so funny. Um, it's it's really funny. Another another one on here is sustainable fish and then there's an asterisk and when you go and read the description it's not piranha (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean i just i think that's so fun um of course a big favorite of mine is when you get to dessert and you see something exciting like my favorite dessert i could have it all the time is is a good panna cotta um they serve one there and it's called Panacani's Congo Lime Delight, right? It's a lime panna cotta served with a mango lime sorbet and some fresh fruit. But they just have so much fun with it. In fact, another dessert on there is called Congaloosh. I gotta I gotta say it like that and put my hand in the air because it ends with an exclamation point, right? Congaloosh. But that's a chocolate cake with, with some caramelized bananas and like a cashew caramel ice cream and Oh my goodness! Um, the food is the food's pretty good. Now this is one of those that I actually would say, um, ambiance, atmosphere wins out over the food, right? If I were to rank the food, it's probably middling, maybe a six or a seven, right? It's not like gonna blow your socks off, but you're gonna have so much fun with your skipper, who is your your waiter or waitress, um, you know, because they're just like the skippers on the Jungle Cruise. They they do the, and tell some of the same stories. And so kind of what you experience at Whistering Canyon Cafe, you'll get a little bit at the skipper canteen yeah, yeah. in Magic Kingdom as well. And by the way, like the <clears throat> restaurant itself is kind of tucked away in a place that you, you will walk by it a million times and have no idea really that you're missing, I think, one of the best restaurants in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. No, it's definitely a hidden gem. And I think that makes it even all the more cool. Our kids even, they even got the jokes or most of the jokes. And they just, it was just a really cool experience for all of yeah. us. And yeah. maybe that's why it gets such big reviews for us. <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. All right. What do you have okay. next? Okay. So just if you're keeping track, that's five. We've recommended five places. Here's the sixth one. Again, one I've gone without Randy. <laughs> I do actually dine with my husband. <laughs> 
Sometimes. This one, my friend, she was turning 40 and she wanted, and we were both in Orlando at the time. And she's like, let's go to a cool place for um, my 40th. And so I recommended going to California Grill, which is in the Contemporary Resort. So again, it's in another hotel. Um, This one is... For me, more of an experience restaurant rather than a food restaurant. I mean, it's not bad food, but like I go for the experience. And the reason why is when you get, so when you check in, you know, I have to check in with your, um, with a hostess at a restaurant. So this one, you actually check in at the main level where the lobby is at for California Grill. And then they have an exclusive um, elevator to take you all the way up to the top of the contemporary where the restaurant is. So not just any people can just mosey on their their way up to the restaurant. You have to have a re- reservation and you have to check in. And and then, then the, the best part is when you get up there, you have an amazing view of um, Magic Kingdom. Yes, there is a cool water view, but for me, like... Uh, Water views are nice, but really it's just like you've never seen the teacups this way and you've never seen Dumbo from the top and the castle. Um, I think if you're really, um, well, I like to do the fireworks like by the castle, but if you've already seen the fireworks once or if you know you're going to see it again, that would be another cool place to to do the fireworks is up there at the California Grill. Um, just in case you're wondering about the food, um, steaks uh, there is a lot of um, sushi so if you're a sushi family that would be definitely something that you would enjoy um and then you know pork tenderloin there's a 35 ounce beef ribeye tomahawk steak for two um with a bunch of cool sides so that's my uh my recommendation for to me the best view of magic kingdom you know what I was caught up on is your artful use of the word mosey. <laughs> Not just anyone can mosey up there. I love that. That was great. So true. I love that ex- the exclusivity you get sometimes when you get to yeah. do cool things, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's not just a bunch of randos walking around. You know, you're yeah. you're enjoying a, a you, good you, meal you with get a good to view. Look, yeah, you get to look down at all the little people. <laughs> well, they do look little from up there. They do. They I'm do. Sure. Anyway, it is pricey. It is pricey, but definitely would recommend it. Well, and so kind of sticking on the on the resort theme for a second. One of the things sometimes people ask, like, "Well, hey, what should we do for breakfast?" Right? When you're at Walt Disney World, one of the ones that always comes um, kind of just recommended. It, it's not on our list, um, but but one that a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, you got to go do Chef Mickey's." And Chef Mickey's is cool. Okay. It's neat. There are lots of character interactions, but it's a buffet. Also, It's also at the Contemporary. And that's also at the Contemporary. But when people say, well, what should I have for breakfast? I'm like, if you're going to go have a table service breakfast in Florida, I recommend going to the Grand Floridian Cafe. Um, it's at the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, one of the things I like about it is it's, it, you get this nice... Um, it's very Florida. Like you just feel like it's Florida, right? You, yeah. The the decor is very much kind of this Florida nature sort of thing. I'll be honest, it feels maybe a little dated at times. There's a lot of pinks and and greens that remind me of episodes of the Golden Girls. <laughs> you like <laughs> which the I love Girls. that show, so it's okay for me, right? <laughs> but I think the food's great, right? I mean, you get traditional American breakfast. But you also get like fresh squeezed Florida orange juice, which is some of my favorite. Um, but the food's good. Um, I think it's great. 
tables are not huge. So if you've got a big party, you will have to split up and be at different spots. They won't like combine a bunch of tables to make that work. And they kind of tell you that. Um, but that's my recommendation for breakfast, Grand Floridian Cafe. Yeah. And they've got it positioned. So like you're there with the sunrise. It just has that. I definitely agree. It's just very Florida. Yeah. Great well, way to start Gr- the day. The Golden Girls were in Florida. So I know. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It just, right, it just looks, it just looks a little like an, ep- like, you know, you can tell it's been there a while and it's clean. So they haven't had to really change anything, but you're like, oh, okay. I like it. I'm, it's not a knock on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just not like the Morimoto vibe, you yeah, know, right. modern and sleek and stuff. Okay. So my next one is again, a place I've been to without Randy, but I have gone with Will. So I took our oldest there once. But it's in Disney Springs, and it is called um, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. Um, this one is super hard to get a reservation for, and for a good reason. For well, there's two reasons. It does it doesn't seat a ton of people, so it, it it doesn't. It's kind of a smaller restaurant. But this was actually Oprah Winfrey's personal chef. Did you know that? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, this was her her personal chef for a long time. No, wait a Southern, second. Is it is it homecoming or homecoming? No, there's no G. Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. So that's like that's legit, He's right? He's yeah. southern. Like that's legit. Like we're not gonna finish the word here, right? Homecoming. Exactly. No, it's it's super legit. So I've been there a couple times. Um, they're famous for their fried chicken, but for me, if I were to go and only get one thing. I would get their macaroni and cheese. Mm. I mean, I grew up with a Southern grandma and we, we never figured out exactly what she did to that macaroni and cheese, but <laughs> and it was always a secret. I think she always did it different, but it always tasted amazing. <laughs> and so, so, so Southerns, Southerners do something in their mac and cheese. And this one is super cheesy. Sometimes you can get it and it's bland. Like, have mm. you ever had bland yeah. mac and cheese or like, this or is like not... the sauce is kind of a runny thing or something no, like that yeah this no. is like like this is kind where you like lift it up and the cheese like the string like still attaches to the bowl Ooh. that's my Ooh, favorite like they have this bis- they have biscuits they even do like donuts um i there is one recommendation for a dessert they well you know i like all desserts but this one is the one that i loved the most it was the hummingbird cake which is his famous pineapple banana cake with cream cheese frosting a seasonal fruit gastrique and a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream my grandma I mean, didn't ever use that's, the word as, that's as southern as it gets right i think the hummingbird cake is actually southern. originally a georgia dish if i'm not mistaken I think so. yeah and if i made that up disclaimer like every other episode sometimes i do that right but i'm pretty sure <laughs> i think i think i've seen that on the one of our food shows right yep so if you're at disney springs randy one day we would go to morimoto and the next day we should go to homecoming <laughs> homecoming yep fix me up some mac and cheese art oh seriously it's so good and the and the it's just really the servers are really um they must be trained really well because they're really warm and kind and stuff. At least the ones That's I've awesome. had. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, we'll shift gears for a second, right? The next thing on our list actually is in Hollywood Studios. There's, there's interestingly, there's, there's actually a lot of restaurants in Hollywood Studios, and very few of them I would recommend. Um, you know, it just, it is what it is. But one that I would recommend, we've talked about many times, so we'll just kind of hit this and go. But it's the, 
It's the sci-fi dine-in theater, right? We've talked about it a lot. Um, really, this is an ambiance restaurant. The food's not terrible, um, but it's kind of like what you'll get feels sometimes maybe like some of the things you'd find at a quick service. But it's a nice, quiet, dark, cool, relaxing place. And in, in Hollywood studios, I just feel like sometimes you need that break. But it's also it's also just kind of a neat experience. The cars that you get to sit at, you know, the the tables are basically 50s cars. You know, they, they're models of them. They're not actual 50s cars, right? And, <laughs> you know, you get to kind of sit in there facing a drive-in theater. And um, it's a neat experience. If you like burgers, fries, shakes, like, you'll you'll feel fine. It, it There's yeah. something for everyone to get. Even our picky children all find something to eat. So it's a good one. And, and for the price, it's really not that expensive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think just with any of these table service restaurants, one of the reasons I recommend doing at least one a day, I mean, only typically I only do one a day, but I recommend doing it is because you actually get more like an hour to sit yeah. and relax. When you do a quick service, you kind of feel that rush to turn tables and get out of the way. Yeah, people are eyeing stuff. you. They're like, you got to get up because I'm holding this tray of food and you start to yeah. feel some pressure. Or if you don't feel pressure, maybe you're just one of those people, right? <laughs> right. Those people. No, I'm kidding. Um, you should never feel pressure. Like if you're ha- enjoying your meal, enjoy your meal. Yeah. But yeah. but you, it is different because you don't have to worry about that. Like you take your time and they'll take care of you. And it is, I, you know, I joke a lot about finding a place to take a nap. You could do that after you finish your food here, right? But you also don't really have to because it's just a good place to kind of decompress and relax yeah. and get out of the heat and uh, and out of the sun and let your eyes you know, rest too. So, Well, and even if you d- didn't want a full meal, like this is a place you could just go and get a shake and yeah. just take your time. Yeah, so, totally. Okay, All okay right, so what's the next place that you're going to talk about that I haven't been to? This is no number 10 is one we've both been to and I've only been to it with you twice. Oh, I was looking too far down the list. All right. All right. Number 10. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All of mine are ones I've been without you. I even had to take some off this list. So it's all good. Okay. So, um, this is back in fantasy land at magic kingdom and it is be our guest. So this one is Randy would only recommend the dessert. (laughs) Yeah. I would recommend the dessert and the ambiance. Um, it. Well, I recommend the ambiance too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the there's three scenes from the movie. Um, so there's the ballroom, and then there is um, beasts like the West Wing, and we've stayed we've we've eaten in that rest that part once, and then I feel like the other one is like the library maybe. The library. We have mm-hmm. we haven't been to that one. Um, so the it is pricey. But to me, if someone was saying, hey, I'm going to go to Disney, this might be my only trip, I would I would feel bad if they missed that experience, especially if they were a, a, a Beauty and the Beast fan at all, because it is really, really done well. Um, just just hide your eyes from the prices. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, this is one where there was some debate between both of us, right? Does this make the list? For me, in most instances, it probably wouldn't. But if the question yeah. is, is like, you know, if I'm going to go enjoy the Disney experience, like where would I go? Yeah, I would recommend it because the ambiance is so cool and you get to kind of 
you know, you get to live some of those things. Remember, like, there's this whole big musical montage in the movie about eating, right? And that's what Be Our Guest is all about. That was the song. And so you get to kind of live the movie a little bit. By the way, there's character meet and greets, too, that happen, right? You can go and meet Beast um, and, and, you know, do pictures and stuff. And I know... For a while, we haven't been doing those, but as they come back here soon, like that will be one that returns. That's it's really right. cool. I feel um, like you could only you could only do that one if you're eating there. You you can only do it. You, there's no yeah. like way to get in and do that if you're not eating there. And there's yeah, also limited true. times while you're eating there that he's doing it right. So it is a little exclusive, and that's kind of cool. A couple things I would mention, right? Um, I'm not a big fan of the food in general. But this is an interesting restaurant because it's not always table service. So that's that's something to be aware of. You actually can experience the atmosphere and ambiance as a quick service restaurant, like a pseudo quick service restaurant for breakfast. And I think for lunch too, right? Well, I think it's changing. So that that's the word. It's been the same for like almost two years since the pandemic. But I, I have read that they are they are opening it back up to kind of how it used to be. So. Yeah. That will make it not so, I mean, because $62 for one adult for a meal, that's That food ain't worth $62, but it's the experience and the memories, so. Well, I'll just describe the gray stuff real quick. So it's. um, That's the dessert we're talking about. That's what I go for. Just this gray stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, it's technically right now called the chocolate tart. And it says with gray stuff, crisp pearls and white chocolate wafer. So basically, when I describe gray stuff, it's kind of like an Oreo inside of like a whipped cream. Yeah. Maybe a little cream cheese. I'm not sure. So. Tasty. Okay. All right. All so right. now you get to talk about another, another restaurant place. that I haven't been to. And I've been to it twice without you. <laughs> this one's back at Disney Springs, and I've talked about it before, but it is um, Raglan, Raglan Road, and it's an Irish pub and restaurant. So... Um, they have Celtic dancers. Um, it's, I've always been seated, luckily, in the center. So it's like a circle. There's also a stage. But right, right in the very middle of the circle, there's a little a podium where one of the Irish dancers will do his clogging and stuff. It is incredible. Um, but the food is also good. And so the, the dish that I love... And I feel like I'm very true to myself <laughs> and the restaurant when I go there is um, the shepherd's pie. And it's called Shepherd's to Die for Pie. Braised and pulled beef and lamb with root vegetables and a rich wine jus with Irish peat smoked mashed potatoes. And then the waiter's like, would you like to add um, some cheddar cheese on top? And I said, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> because, you know, that that type of cheese, cheddar cheese, comes from, like, the UK and stuff. So, I mean, melt in your mouth, amazing shepherd's pie. That is totally everything you hate all in one dish, except the cheese. Um, you know, every, every time you talk about this restaurant, you know what I'm thinking of, what I picture in my mind? What? I picture two hobbits dancing on a table, <laughs> singing a song. <laughs> kicking over people's beer that's what i picture <laughs> well that might be if, pretty if accurate you know, actually. if you know the scene but that's what it sounds like to me so i am open to trying this out because i i wouldn't mind experiencing you, a little bit of that but having never been to ireland or or eaten it frankly uh, uh an irish pub like that it, it sounds like a great experience 
Yeah, great experience and great food. Oh, sorry, I have to mention one more thing. So my favorite dessert is uh, Gers bread and butter pudding. And the description is, like no other you've ever tried, believe us. <laughs> and it's this amazing bread pudding that comes with like these two sauces and you pour it on there and you think, why did I decide to share this with my friend? I want it to myself. <laughs> but I usually share it anyway. So that's my, that was my pick. Okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go across the country. So we talk primarily about what's going on at Walt Disney World, right? And we just sometimes casually mention what's happening at Disneyland. But if people ask me, like, I'm going to Disneyland, what should I eat? I tell them to go eat at the place that I dreamed about eating at since I was a little kid, riding on the Pirates of the, uh, the Caribbean ride. And that's the Blue Bayou restaurant. So... In Disneyland, if you ride the Pirates ride, you know that there is a part of the ride goes through a restaurant. There's people eating there, and I always wanted to do that. And we got we were lucky enough to be able to finally do it a few years ago. Uh, but it's called the Blue Bayou. It is kind of um, it's basically in the French Quarter section of the park, right? So you get kind of this um, Creole New Orleans kind of inspired cuisine, right? And I, I'll tell you, I actually don't remember what I ordered in specific when we went, but I do know that it was served with the full octopus tentacle. <laughs> Suckers and everything, right? So it's I unique think that was, food. I think that was our appetizer. I think we got calamari for the appetizer. Maybe that was it. I don't I don't really remember that well. I just I remember my shock and seeing this on my plate because it wasn't part of the menu description, right? And right. <laughs> what's interesting about this restaurant is and if you know the ride, it's dark, right? The ride is dark, and so there's not a lot of light. So honestly, I actually kind of struggled to even see what was on my plate. But whatever I had was pretty good. But this octopus tentacle, our youngest child, you know, and and you should know the cuisine there maybe does not suit everyone's palates. If you have picky kids, this, this is probably not a place for you. They're going to look at the menu and say, I'm not eating any of that. Um and so, then I, we just say, hey, well, we'll go get you some popcorn when we're done. That's and right. You, you know, we'll figure here. we'll figure something else out, but we're going to enjoy this. But our youngest son, who was maybe, what, five at the time when we did this, he he picked up that octopus tentacle and he ate it like it was a piece of fried chicken. He just went to town. He said it was delicious. And so um, <laughs> we have our know, own little hobbit. <laughs> that was that was kind of that was kind of cool. But I. I recommend it because it's just a unique experience. Again, it's one of those things that, frankly, not everyone gets to do, but everyone gets to know about if you ride that ride. And yeah. so isn't it kind of cool to say, hey, I've done the thing that I've seen as I've gone through? Well, I love that. And I love the So the next restaurant we recommend is one of your favorite rides, the Three Caballeros in yeah. Epcot. And mm-hmm. this is in the Mex- Mexico Pavilion. In the pyramid. And, yeah, it is the San Hanhel uh, Inn. And I, this is not a recommendation for food. It's Mexican food. Um, and it's super tight. Like, like I see those people sitting at the tables and I've been there once and this was when I was in high school. So it's been over 20 years. Um, I mean, to me, it tasted good then, but now I'm like, uh, I have too much Texas experience that I, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much now, but you, you get to see the boats in the pyramid, you know, driving by as you're having this meal, which is just 
cool. That's why I would recommend it. Like, even if you're, you're like, well, this food isn't that amazing, but like you're at Disney world, you're there for the theming, you're there for the experiences, the the immersion and that whole inside that pavilion, it's nighttime. So you feel like yeah. it's nighttime. You're definitely going to cool down if you've been blazing hot <laughs> at Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't even have the menu pulled up, but I, I'm guacamole, that kind of stuff. Um, tacos, chips, salsa. Our kids say need more. that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's for most people, that's just going to be good enough. You'll be full by the time your food gets there anyways, just from chips and salsa. <laughs> um, but it is cool. And I, I really love the beginning of the three caballeros ride because you're starting to go through what looks like the jungle, you know, and there's some cool like light effects and stuff like that. And you hear, you hear the sounds of nature of what would be kind of this, this almost, you know, jungle river ride. Um, but it's part of your restaurant experience. Like yeah. you get to kind of do that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so, okay. So one restaurant that we have talked about before, but very briefly is actually at, um, I can never remember. Is it at, I guess it's at the yacht club, right? Yeah. It's yacht club. I, you know, beach and yacht club there, other than being one's pink and one's blue, it's the same place to me. So I, I always sometimes get a little confused, but it's at the yacht club. And so it's appropriately called the yachtsman steakhouse. Yep. <laughs> um, I remember we ate there the first time and it was like, I think it was an anniversary meal for us. Something. Is that right? And it's, it's one of those places that's expensive steakhouse. Date yeah. Night. So it was, it's it not was really a, family. It was not family. It was a special thing. We left the kids in the room. I think, um, I don't even remember that part, honestly, but it was just yeah. you and I, and it was so delicious, right? Like, you know, I, I think we both had the filet melt in the your mouth. Good. I got the lobster bisque and the rolls. For me, were... the high, the highlight was the rolls and yeah. the fresh, the fresh butter that they put little salt fresh salt on. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, that's an expensive roll to pay for, but it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it it was it was really good. Now, I will say, you know, we went we've been back since another time and it wasn't as good as we remembered it. Um yeah. but you know, there's all sorts of reasons why that kind of stuff happens. I nevertheless still recommend it. I think it's it's a great experience. It's one of the types of places where while you're waiting for your table, you get to see the meats that they kind of cook and serve and you know, yeah. you can see that gigantic tomahawk, you know, and they've got the Waigu out and everything like that. And yeah. um, it, it's it's pretty good. And I enjoyed it very much. So that kind of wraps up our list. We have two bonus ones that we would also recommend, but we haven't been there ourselves. So yeah. the first one is Victorian Alberts, and that's in the Grand Floridian. Um, like five-star restaurant is that the rating i mean it's like that's, one of those that's what like, that's what i hear and it's the type of thing that when you read you know people online that's their recommendation like oh well if you want the best you got to go to victorian alberts right we we haven't it's done like that five, yet it's like five hundred dollars a person or something it's especially something if you're crazy drink. it's not yes. really that much but but maybe it is i don't know it could be <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's definitely, if you're a foodie, you would definitely want to know about that. And then tell them the last one we've got. And then the last one I got is one that is on our list that we haven't gone because we just haven't been able to get a reservation yet, but we're, we're going to do it. And that is, it's a newest, one of the newest restaurants. It's at Epcot. It is Space 220. Um, I highly recommend that you go and look at some of the pictures and read some of the reviews and stuff like that out there. It is cool, super unique experience. You got to go up in an elevator and it looks like you're going to an out of, out, out, 
out of this world space station to eat your food. Um, the the dishes are themed to match. It's just it's just really neat. I really yeah. really 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 want to go there. But that is also another one that is on the pricey side. I feel like it's going to be like Star Trek. Is it going to feel like Star Trek? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Or Star Wars. I don't know. We're we're gonna have to try that one out. Yeah. Now, two things about Space Two Twenty. There is your traditional um, table service reservation part, and then they also have a lounge, which sometimes you can do walk up and get. It. They're actually slightly different menus for each one. Um, the lounge is a little less expensive too, but they have some some things that cross over a little bit. But you get to kind of experience the whole thing. But I'm looking forward to to doing Space Two Twenty soon. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Um, like we said, there are a lot of fun snacks and quick services, service places at Disney. But to really, you know, maximize your wallet and your experience and your time, these are the table service re- restaurants that we would recommend. And we will keep researching. We'll, I'm sure we'll find more to add as we try out new things. But we would love to hear what you guys love. Um, yeah, maybe, on Instagram. maybe we missed one that people love. Oh, I'm sure we missed a lot. But um, maybe not. I don't know. I would wonder if people agree with ours or not. I mean, you've missed a lot of these because I've only been there myself. <laughs> well, and you know, there's so many others that I would still eat at that we just didn't mention, right? We just, you can't, you can't cover it all. But uh, Okay. All right. So one more question before we start. Stop. Yeah. So look over my list of the ones I've been to that you haven't. If you had to pick on our next trip to go to one of these places, which one would you pick? I, it's probably a, a tie between Homecoming and uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Was it that, did I sell you on that mac and cheese? The mac and cheese sounds, <laughs> sounds delicious. Um, and, you know, I've been hearing about Homecoming for so long, I feel like I got to just go and finally do it. All right. But uh, yeah, it'd probably be a tie between those two. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I will file that away in my memory bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Follow us on Instagram with the While You Work podcast. Sure hope you guys have a great one. Bye.